Hello, everyone. Welcome to the ISI Life podcast. I am super excited to bring you this conversation with Rich Varis. Rich is with an organization that he started called Highland Consulting. He's such a humble guy, but has such great wisdom as it relates to life, parenting, and financial management, and great stewardship. A lifelong learner, and it was really a pleasure to be with Rich. He spoke with our group um, a couple months back. So I hope you enjoy our conversation. Until then, stay sharp, everybody. Thank you for being here, Rich. I'm excited to chat and have a follow-up conversation after uh, speaking at ISI earlier this year. Um, so many things to talk about, and money is a uh, important topic and one of the five Fs of the wheel, and you're certainly an expert at that, so I'm excited to have the conversation and talk a little bit more about it. Yeah, thanks, Nick. Um, for the listeners who maybe haven't met you, uh, maybe give us a little bit of a history. Good. Well, thank you. Uh, you know, Rich Ferris from uh, originally Akron, Ohio. Sometimes the joke of, I was born and raised in LA, and uh, then the joke is it's Lower Akron. Um, they're also, uh, and, and Nick and I have been joking a little bit, um, I uh, bounced a couple of balls in my life, and there are three basketball players that were born in Akron General <laughs> Hospital, and I was the first, and then uh, Curry and LeBron were the other two. So. Uh, but that's a sad comparison, obviously, you as started is the quite trend. evident. Yeah. <laughs> but um, uh, born and raised in Akron, one of uh, six kids, um, uh, had the, the opportunity to uh, really attend a fabulous public school system in, at a time in, in Akron. I went to Kenmore schools and then um, uh, headed off to college in, in the late 70s. And uh, Thankfully, met my lovely wife in Williamsburg, Virginia, at William and Mary. There you go. And um, uh, the the funny insider there, she's from South Florida, and has now spent the last <laughs> thirty six years in uh, Northern Ohio. And she um, she's still adjusting to the North Coast, but uh, it, it's been it's been great. And we have five kids, and um, uh, I, you know that's a. Uh, that's such a blessing. Uh, maybe a good, yeah, that's uh, yeah, yeah, great. They're all uh, adults, 23 to 33. We share the twin twin gene. Yes, yeah, we yeah. do. Oh, that's <laughs> on my wife's side. Her dad's a twin, yeah. Okay, awesome. So, and current state, uh, professionally, tell us a little bit about Island and what you do um, for a living. Yeah, we just uh, passed a great milestone, 25 years in business um, the past fall. Oh, I started in, yeah, thank you. Thank you. Started in the fall of uh, 1993. And it was really a from-scratch startup. Um, thankfully, feel pretty darn blessed. We were in a good place and had a pretty good knowledge of what we wanted to do. But it was still a learning curve to get it started. Mm -hmm. And we've been um, running this uh, fee-only consulting firm for uh, 25 years. Have about 25 people today. Where, where two people are joining next week. Wow. And, uh, growing staff in that. It's it's. Um, uh, been a very very fun run, and it, there's a it's fun to continue to to build what we're doing and build on what um, has been a pretty exciting foundation. Yeah, absolutely. Well, it's been um, joy getting to hear and have you share some of the wisdom about finance and you know um, money being such an important part of our life, how we manage it and how we manage it well and how we manage debt and investments. And I, you have such great wisdom in that. So I'm hoping we uncover some of those uh, mm. those nuggets. Day. Yeah. And um, just in, in the little conversation we we're having prior to hitting the record button, you were, you were talking about prior to Highland in 85. I thought that could be an interesting mm -hmm. story for the audience to hear and maybe elaborate on the, uh, <laughs> the directive to get in debt. 
Mm. Um, <laughs> we yeah. shared that story because I think it's a good one. Yeah. Well, um, e- even a little more background for Nick, but for everyone, uh, I was uh, I finished an MBA in December of '84 mm-hmm. and started in a new position uh, with uh, an old firm, McDonald and Company, which was is now the the key. Um, uh, I don't say capital markets, I think it would be what they would be today okay. in the key enterprise. Um, but uh, I, I had an, a very interesting boss, a well-intended boss, and um, in that role as an investment banker, his number one statement he said to me was pretty funny early off the cuff, but they said he couldn't wait to see me go into debt mm. because then it would create an obligation and it would make me want to work harder. Mm. But that does run counter to... Um, very sound Christian biblical wisdom mm. in terms of thinking, being thoughtful and mindful of the appropriateness of some obligations like that, why you have them, and uh, not to be overwhelmed by them or be a slave to it, yeah. and, as the terminology is ultimately applied in, yeah. in Scripture. So it's, it's one to say, uh, be wise yeah. about that and be mm. thoughtful. And um, Did you they, know at that point, I mean, in terms of your... Uh, faith walk at that point that you could tell that it was counterintuitive to uh you know biblical principles and that it did it rub you the wrong way or did you where did it collide with your your christian view yeah and and multiple questions there but the first part is yes it did hit me in in a uh, an uncomfortable way Mm. but that was both christian worldview at that point though i was still fairly young you know 20 20 20s and uh but uh, the other big issue was I came from very humble background, mm. and my parents, in, in the day-to-day life, lived within their means, raised six kids, mm. and uh, did it with. Um, and my my father was a truck driver wow. and worked worked very very hard to wow. feed us and provide for us. Um, ultimately, though, it was you know, part of that too. We saw it in our in our day-to-day life, and my mom and dad just quick. My mom and dad are ninety and ninety-two, still wow. alive and how they have lived within their means for their whole life, and they lived through the Great Depression. Yeah, it, that's who you, not, what you knew. That's what yes. you saw. And, and you, you lived it. <laughs> yes, you lived it. And when they say get, get in debt so you can be a prisoner, you're like, wait a second. <laughs> this does not line up with you know, how we were raised, how we, how we like to roll. Right, and that's not to uh, immediately think negatively about yeah. some aspects of some affluence or blessing mm-hmm. at the same time. How and why and what do you do with that? Yeah. Well, so um, transitioning to an advisory event in this business, congratulations, 25 years. That's mm-hmm. that's quite an accomplishment to go go that long from mm-hmm. 93 through all those seasons. I'm sure over that time frame you've seen um, patterns of, you know, your clients making good decisions and making bad decisions um, or maybe less than ideal decisions. And I think something that, everybody's looking for is to you know look for the patterns of success look for the patterns of failure are there any things that you've seen with you know in your 25 30 years plus mm-hmm. of advising that you see as consistently patterns of success or or patterns of maybe issues that the people should avoid mm. um, in terms of themes it, uh, i'll use one concept that's pretty simple Mm-hmm. It, you're you're not an investor unless you have something to invest. Mm. Okay, so that you, you generally strikes the idea that you should live within your means, and therefore, you, with that, it, at times in which you have some excess, mm-hmm. you have an ability to invest on that additional 
asset you have or disposable income. You, you go through a mm-hmm. variety of different phrases that um, perhaps uh, everyone's heard. Um, and thankfully, my first job, uh, the the organization was a bank, but they had a retirement plan, mm. and there was it was actually a pretty funny encouragement to do that. Um, the uh, human resource person, the personnel person, it was called at that point, yeah. said, "You'd be an idiot not to do that." <laughs> put it well, they would. We put a dollar into the. The, yeah. in the retirement plan, and they matched it 100%. 100% yeah. It was a free, it was free money, so to speak. And actually, that those those dollars became an investment in what is our firm today. So mm. it became a very important mm. way of building some form of wealth. So uh, just a very simple principle from the beginning is uh, spending less than you make. Mm. And then you uh, go from there. <laughs> yeah. From there, you have something that you begin be, you begin access. to do. Yes. Yeah, some overflow to be able to to invest. Yeah. Um, yeah, that is a a good principle to have for sure. That um, you know, looking at how do you look at that? Do you recommend um, people setting an annual budget, looking at it quarterly? I mean, how do you uh, give advice from that perspective of spending less than you uh, than you make? Pretty. We think it's pretty strong thought to um, have a budget or have a, a sensible, some people will call it a spending plan, but mm-hmm. how, how do you really do this? Mm-hmm. And there are a variety of ways to do it. Um, because of background, mm-hmm. I, I tend to do it, uh, if you apply it personally, I tend to do it with an Excel spreadsheet. Yeah. And um, I think my kids will look at me and go, Dad's got another Excel spreadsheet. They're adults now. <laughs> but they'll use some other modern means, as we've talked about, sure. it, in terms of working on that. Again, they're in their 20s and their 30s. And um, what you ultimately see is trying to find ways that you can look at things mm-hmm. so that you can understand what's going on within your financial situation. Um, the other thing is if you ha- have a spouse, it, 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 and we have... Um, um, you know, a, a daughter that's married and a son that's engaged, and it's just really been helpful as they start to talk about things. Mm-hmm. They have a basis. They have tools that they can talk about those things. Now, that's not necessarily my business or my wife's and my business in that, but at times they want to talk about it, and ultimately we also know we have an, mm-hmm. a, an important example that we're setting in terms of how we mm-hmm. converse about those matters. Yeah. Um, but th- those types of tools, a budget or, or some form of spending plan, and then uh, a, a planning process. That's you think of it like a medical checkup. Mm-hmm. You, you probably should do it annually. Annually, yeah, yeah, just to stay on track. From a you know parent perspective, and I think a lot of us are trying to be the best parents that we can, fathers, mm-hmm. mothers, and trying to raise. And we have different. You know, some of our people that are part of the ISI community don't have kids yet. Mm-hmm. Uh, some have multiple kids. From a um, finance perspective. What have you found with your five in terms of having that conversation or teaching them money management? Is there any books or things that you've done along the way to teach them, you know, pass them some of the best practices on money management? Yeah, so there are probably a couple of places that um, we think are pretty helpful. And, uh, you, you know, everyone needs to come to that place that they feel best about it. Um, and it isn't just to prescribe things. Um, it just shared... Um, uh, was shared with me recently, and I, I passed it along to Nick. And I, you know, how y- this gets used or uh, distributed to anybody it is a tool by Ron Blue mm-hmm. on money conversations, yeah. uh, which very helpful. Um, but um, tools and pr- I, probably number of ISI 
members are yeah. involved in using Mint or Mint something or like that. Quicken or, yeah. Quicken or well, yeah, one other tool. And I, I don't prescribe a, a, a specific tool, but there are a lot of good tools. And there, you know, there's uh, Dave Ramsey. There's some. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's a, a, a group called Compass. There, there are places where you can get really good information. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I feel like I'm going back to the old. Yeah. Uh, uh, Sandlots or whatever, and have a coach that says, you know, <laughs> consider the source. You know, find, you mm-hmm. know, ISI is kind of like this idea in this iron charming iron, finding reliable sources and places. Some of those are written tools and other yeah. things in terms of where do you get inputs into your life, and um, it's figuring out what some of your, you know, the guys that you're interacting with, what are they using, yeah. and what are they finding helpful, mm-hmm. and how do you help each other uh, kind of wrestle with those things. Um, I don't use Mint. I don't use Quicken. Yeah, you're a spreadsheet guy. Yeah, yeah, right? yeah it, it's just the what, but it, it's very, very useful, and it's yeah. a good communication tool. And I find that also, again, with family members, uh, they found a good path, and they have better answers because they're using some yeah. form of resource like that. Just something, yeah. Yes. It doesn't matter what work. You know, think what, about what your tool it. Yeah, is. think yeah. about it, yeah. Yeah, just do something. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. It's funny with uh, Kai and Luke, our twins that are four. They just turned four. And they, we just got them piggy banks for the first oh, time. Oh yes! And uh, j- they're already understanding the concept of saving. You know, to get something that they want. I mean, they're mm. not thinking about giving and you know yet, um, but they sure. we will. But it's interesting how early you can start the conversation. Yes. Um, I want that Hot Wheel. <laughs> it <laughs> yes. costs a dollar. Then how do you get there? <laughs> and it's four quarters. <laughs> <laughs> and so they're looking for opportunities around the house. What can I pick up or clean up to earn that money? To, you yeah. Know, so it's kind of interesting, even at, even at a young age. Um, just going back to ISI a little bit, just I'm curious, you know, two things. One, your just general observations on, on ISI, because mm. you seem to, you know, be uh, in, enthused by what we're doing and enthused by the group. So that's part one of my question. And then two, there was there's so many of the f- specific financial topics that we might dive into. But first, kind of your just take on, on ISI um, in your experience with it at Sawmill when you came and spoke. Uh, um, you know, I could be trite and use a couple <laughs> of different single terms like awesome or, you know, but to come to this, um, mm-hmm. uh, to a, a place like Sawmill and meet with um, uh, many guys who, um, where you are today, we were, mm. and you know, different details, uh, you know, different circumstances, but we, we were there. Um, the... One thing we talked about when we were together mm-hmm. was um, r- referencing Genesis, and it's not good to be alone. Well, mm-hmm. by the way, iron can't sharpen, sharpen iron if there's not this one man sharpening another. Mm-hmm. And uh, the the beauty and the power and the strength of that, um, the, you know, that collegial spirit. You know, most of us there have been involved with teams and sure. been involved with various activities where you just see how jazzed up we get because of that. Mm. Um, that's the benefit of the, the the fellowship, the friendship, the camaraderie, the encouragement. Sometimes, a little bit of the, you know, the friction can yeah. lead to a little heat and can lead to a spark. Some change, yeah. <laughs> but you know, you know, and I'm thinking of the visual. But yeah. then it then says it, it it nudges us to think about some things differently because sometimes mm. we 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 need that. Yeah. And 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 guys who care about each other will do that with and for each other. Mm-hmm. And you've you've been a part of a lot of different groups over time. I mean, it, you know, intent, you know, intentionally seeking out and creating your own kind of ISI community, not called ISI, but right. uh, a variety of groups. And it sounds like you've found that very helpful in your own personal, professional development, uh, faith development, and all those areas that 
You want to elaborate on that a little bit? Yeah, it, it, it would be foolish, a strong word, it would be mm-hmm. foolish not to. Yeah. It, it is, again, if we take God's word at its essence, which it says it is, it is true, mm-hmm. and it, it, it makes us better, it sanctifies us, it makes us better, mm. it makes us who we're supposed to be, it helps us to who we're supposed to be. It's reading it and understanding it, and it tells us to do these things. Mm because it's for our benefit. Mm. It, it's for our good. And uh, that the groups, connecting, uh, having relationship. By the way, my wife and I have been deeply involved uh, mm. in the last two years in something that relates to uh, what they call functional medicine, but it's along mm. the lines of good health. Mm. And the good health become a lot of the components of ISI that you're working with every day on yeah. this, with this group, these groups, this is, this is exactly it. Yeah. And the one big part of it is the relational part. Hmm. It's just powerful. It, uh, from, a, from a health and wellness perspective? Health, health and wellness. Yeah. And they're, they're recognizing um, what have been hmm. timeless truths in God's word that are uh, modern medicine at the Cleveland Clinic. They have a, a functional medicine branch, right. you know, Royzen and others, Dr. Royzen and others who hmm. uh, talk very firmly about that. Really? How did you guys get so into this? Um, there, there's a, they've had some things on um, uh, health, mm-hmm. uh, brain health, mm. physical health, um, and um, I'm, I'm not the young person that I was. <laughs> and um, uh, it, my dad, oh yeah, my dad, my dad's 92. 92 yeah. uh, if there's uh, a chance that I live to that, like to be as sharp sure. and my wife has said this you know we, we want to be as sharp as we can be wow. and be and enjoy it enjoy the time with our families with yeah. our kids with our friends not just be there but thriving along yeah. the way yep. you know not just yep. alive but thriving well mm-hmm. it's awesome well I, you know I, I really appreciate you coming in and you had this um so many different uh topics and you know pieces and wisdom nuggets along the way that we could talk about finance but i mean a couple um you know a couple that i thought were interesting that we could maybe touch on was um first around diversification and the other one about Mm. playing small ball i think those are two topics that we haven't really talked about um and i would love maybe just elaborate on on each of those and your thoughts on diversification and then maybe we get into playing small ball versus sure sure well the diversification uh topic you know sometimes they'll um make the joke that it's as old as solomon and diversification is as old as Solomon, and it's referenced in Ecclesiastes, to mm-hmm. divide your portion among seven or eight because you don't know what will befall you. It, it's a risk management tool, mm-hmm. and it builds in this idea. Of, and, and we've been in this period, again, where uh, you use it uh, strictly in the investment sense. A couple of stocks have driven the stock market. It, by the end of the 90s, that was true, too. Mm-hmm. And then there are those periods in which you— uh, and, and, I'll say something very carefully. I'm invested heavily in a small business mm-hmm. with a, a lot of what we have done as a family invested in that business. Mm-hmm. But there's also you ways... Are you referring to Highland? Yeah, Highland, the, the yeah, business that yeah, we run today. Business, yeah. But also there are ways in which we've saved and invested and we've looked to diversify and, and mitigate risk, which is consistent with what um, Solomon has said. Yeah. And you know, a couple couple thousand years and it's still very very true Mm -hmm. um, because things do change sometimes rapidly sometimes unpredictably yeah and uh, diversification is a beautiful way to think about it and uh, Ecclesiastes covers it you think about it strictly from the money that you have invested is that when you think about diversification or do you think about it broader than than that 
um, you can be diversification diversification of revenue streams okay. in a business, diversification of clients. There are a lot of ways to think about dividing that portion sure. Sure. Uh, in in what you're doing. If you're a farmer, different crops, Local crops yeah. but. It, it's not getting outside of areas of strength. Some mm. of the diversification could be because you lay that off and allow someone else to do it mm-hmm. because they can do it well, but it becomes a way in which it still serves you and your family or you and your business mm. or what you're responsible for doing. I'm just curious. Have you had times where um, you were not as diversified and you had it all kind of concentrated in one in area that – December of what? 1993 <laughs> <laughs> goes back to the, the beginning of a 25-year journey. Huh? Yes, when the firm when the firm starts and y- you know you've made a significant investment mm. of your You're wealth older. and all your time, and you knew that it was a risk. Um, the other thing, though, is this was the you could eat no more than a five-dollar lunch or something. Oh, right? it was a three dollars. Three dollars. The, the, okay. the, the limit on lunch was three bucks. Wow. And um, it was all on the one dollar. Menu. Yeah. It wasn't a healthy. It wasn't, <laughs> wasn't part of your current <laughs> no. yeah, your last two years. Uh, yes. It wasn't the functional medicine. Right. But it was, uh, it was a season, though, right? It I mean, was, oh, yes. And so tell me it a little had, bit about that season and what, what you had to do. I think that's a fascinating time where you were – it sounds like you put all your chips in the, on pot committed at that point. Yeah, there are a couple pretty interesting building blocks into that. One was um, – we'll use the phrase that there was a calling. Mm. felt that it was really the thing that I was supposed to do. Mm. And it was very, very clear. It wasn't to work for somebody else. Mm. It wasn't to distribute somebody else's uh, financial products. Or you think of a lot of ways to kind of wrap your arms and brain around that. The other part was to have a spouse, my wife. It was so important that she agreed that it was okay to take that risk. It turns out that my... Uh, it, you know, my father-in-law ran a, a small law practice in South Florida. He mm. was very intra- entrepreneurial. Happened to be an Ohio boy, by the way. He went mm. down and practiced law for you know, nearly 60 years in mm. Florida. And um, she saw that firsthand. And she believed, she said it. Those were almost her exact words. I believe in you. Really? And that then says, okay, we're putting, we're putting our investment in what is Highland at that point and what remains is Highland today. And um, got on to operating the business, working on a, st- wow. a strategy and doing that with wow. uh, a, a high degree of focus and effort and um, sometimes long hours, but also knowing that some of that was for a season sure. and then to do that with uh, the right sense of effort and vigor and then build it out. Yeah. We have a diversification of yeah. people and talents and mm. skills and specializations that have come over 25 Within years. The business, yeah. yeah. That calling, because you had been working prior to then and mm-hmm. there was a period of time I'm not sure how many years before you started Highland but you were doing something else but the what were some uh evidence of that calling and it wasn't just a uh I want to go work for myself it was mm-hmm. was deeper burning than deeper meaning than that it was like obviously you had conviction that that was what you were supposed to do right how did you I I think that's a, an important topic that we've talked a lot about uh, being called versus being just driven you mm-hmm. know and the, the difference between just working hard but being call, it being a calling and that being from maybe a calling from God. But what, what about that? How did you sense that calling mm. other than you know, your, your family and, and, and whatnot and the people that kind of uh, motivated you and showed you know, uh, that they believed in you? Yeah, ten, it had been working a little over 10 years mm. at that point um, and said I had an undergraduate degree in business, a, a master's degree from Case in Business, um, had 
earn some credentials. It was a variety of different building mm-hmm. blocks that were finance and advisory and research related. And you get to a point where how you're trying to do it, some of it was the ethic of the business, one in saying that other people were unethical mm-hmm. per se, but how to operate the business and um, uh, seeing it as you, you have various plans you think to do things. Mm-hmm. And then uh, scripture tells us to be still and know, mm-hmm. and listen and say, um, yeah, yeah, uh, Jesus at that most critical point said, um, not my will but thine be done. Mm. Uh, that, that sounds pretty serious mm. as it relates to this life matters. But but God has a, a plan for us. Uh, Romans 12, it, it, I know it's in our um, uh, class materials now. It, it, it has a good, we want to prove his good and acceptable and perfect will for each of us. Mm. And it can, it, it, yeah. it, it, some of those things can be morally neutral. Sure. But in the end, I was at a point where not starting this firm, mm. I was pro- I was probably disobedient. Wow. Now it so doesn't not, mean that God wouldn't use it at, at some point and do, do something else. Uh, in but at that end, point, you felt obedient, a sense of right. obedience and responsibility to follow through on that calling. Yeah, do, do you mind if I add one more thing, though? Please. Okay. Yeah, so, so we're in business for about 30 months. Just prior to that 30-month period, um, my wife tells me that we're pregnant. We have three kids. I'm going to say a couple kids are Yeah, we have three kids. (laughs) Um, The firm isn't positive in terms of its cash flow. Hmm. And um, we have one of those moments where what are we going to do? We're expecting a child, and then a few months later, my wife tells me it's twins. <laughs> uh, yeah, oh and it was it was one where wow. um, the it, it, if you if you ever search back, look for Manny Ramirez and Dennis Eckersley, and the wow moment you'll find out what I saw <laughs> when I looked at the sonogram and yeah. the ultrasound and said, "Wow!" When I saw it was twins on that screen, it was I like, "Wow!" Yeah, yeah, you can relate, yeah, right? Can relate. Yeah, you can. Yeah. It, 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 it it was one of those crazy moments, but I had this very special moment with God mm. right around that time just saying you know Lord if we're not going to make it here mm. that's okay it sounds kind of strange to all of us when we think of it that way yeah. but it's okay some would say it was a Job moment you know where Job says the Lord gives away and takes away blessed be the name of the Lord but it was one of those very quiet moments yeah. and then you say but if you want this to succeed it's going to succeed because you want it to succeed you know, that's a, it's a psalm unless the Lord builds the house, right? Yeah. You know, the, you labor in vain who build it. You know, it, it, mm. it was really, really telling at that point because soon after, still had a, a amazing quiet and calm. Mm. My wife would say she was a little stressed at times, mm. but she, she handled it marvelously, right? Wow. But in the end, we, we could have sold the house, paid all our bills, met all our obligations, and we just kind of start over. Sure. You know, f- I could have gotten hired by some organization yeah. sure. somewhere. Yeah. Lord would like to would have provided. Wow. But it was not the plan. We'd start turning really net positive hmm. and can pay bills. And we still were in the $3 hmm. of lunch yeah, 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 yeah. for a while. Yeah. Um, but it, it was a breakthrough wow. soon after that. Did you, uh, were there signs during that 30 months? That's, thanks for sharing. I bet it's uh, mm-hmm. had to have been a challenging three kids, <laughs> twins on the way, a business that's net cash flow negative up until that point. Did you start, did you see that there was, you know, runway or it was about to change tide? Or what gave you that kind of peace and conviction to carry on? 
Well, the, the, the part was, you know, we're living off of our savings and investment. Mm. So, so you're, you're deep digging in. Yeah, digging yeah. In. So that is coming D- down dwindling. to zero. Mm. And so you, that's how you know you've got to get cash flow positive, net positive, yeah. so that you can pay your bills. And that's where we were. Wow. You know, so it, be, it was becoming clear. But we were adding clients, and yeah. uh, there, there were great relationships. And Things we are... were involved with the passion of expressing that. Yeah. And people were... Receptive. Uh, yeah. yeah. And they were rec- receiving it. Yeah. And receiving it well, and we were getting... Yeah, just a, well, yeah. but in your heart, you had totally turned it over to God to mm. say, if, if this is your will, you know, that'd be done. Like yeah. in terms of yeah. even a control freak like me. You know, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. You just had to say, wow, we've worked really, really hard. Is, is it is it enough? Mm. There are a lot of great people who have worked on things and for some reason it never went net positive sure. and developed margin. Yeah. There's some people that they'll just say, hey, I had this phenomenal idea and it's worked forever. Um, God, yeah. God gives the increase in that one too. Yeah. Hmm. Hmm. So you, there was never a point when you thought about hanging up and moving on to something else, or N- no, 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 no. It, unless unless it was just made absolutely clear. No, at that particular point, no, we were you were in. We were going. Yeah, that's awesome. Mm-hmm. Twins. Yeah, I remember. <laughs> <laughs> that is man. That's back against the wall. <laughs> well, in just as a. a, a quick one that everyone you know nick twins at the beginning is like the big (laughs) sucker punch to both he and his wife that's a big effort we at least had a little practice yeah (laughs) yeah yeah, three three reps yeah yeah yeah. that's when we found out we i remember being in the room and we they told us we're having twins and nancy and i went silent for like solid Mm. i mean two three minutes just in shock Mm -hmm. (laughs) um but and i found it a you know once we got through it, it was all good, and they were healthy. But um, it, it, I found another gear in me because of that. Yes. Because I thought of the immense responsibility I now have, and I need to make these moments count. Mm-hmm. I need to be the best version that I can become. It was challenging to me because I, I had to be. You know, I had to be. I had to step my game up. I had to think about how I use my time. It very, you know, it concentrated my focus in in a lot of ways. And I felt a deep sense of, um, you know, not wasting time and being thoughtful and being, I just, I found a new gear in myself almost instantly when we found out that it was twins. Most, <laughs> most guys, if not every guy in this audience has that feeling at times before they're into a relationship that mm-hmm. leads to that. And then you have children that yeah. you, you're not sure you have that gear and then you we're provided that gear. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's just, which is a blessing. By the grace of God, we're <laughs> yeah. provided that gear. <laughs> Didn't didn't uh, want or expect it, but I'm very thankful yes. that it happened yes. yeah, in the moment. Um, all right, so switching gears, um, you talked a little bit about small ball, only mm. playing small ball. I think it's uh, I'm interesting as an entrepreneur and always thinking about making a big impact. Um, talk about that concept of not only playing or not playing small ball. Yeah, the 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 concept of small ball, or um, you know, if you're a baseball person. Sometimes you think about small ball as bunting and moving runners and things mm-hmm. like that. Or um, you know, if, if we were watching the NBA Finals last night, yeah. you could say um, small ball is playing with a smaller lineup and doing some things or playing a half-court game. Mm-hmm. Uh, small ball, and it's maybe a trait, a trite phrase that I would use, it's playing in your own head, mm. playing in that very small field, playing in a place in which – you need to get outside of yourself, and that's when it goes right back into the most important and powerful concepts of 
godly wisdom, God's word, and ISI and mm. uh, iron sharpening iron. And, 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 and by the way, it can be utilizing good books and resources, podcasts and yeah. places, and using resources to get you outside of yourself. Mm. And then going ahead and going back to the sandlot, but consider the source. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, the, the old computer phrase and a lot of other things mm. that we live in life is be careful to throw the garbage in, garbage out. <laughs> yep. Because in our heads, there's, there's a lot of funky messages that are out there. Sure. Very, uh, if, if they're not destructive, they're, they can take us off track and waste our time. And uh, we can become bad stewards of our time, sure. thought life best efforts, best energy. Mm. And uh, this small ball is just making sure that you're, you're getting outside of that, uh, you know, five-inch playing field between your ears or so. How big is our mm. head? Some, some of our heads are. Yeah. <laughs> but And then getting into this place where we really do open up the field. The perspective, and, yeah. yeah. What have, uh, have there been any pivotal moments for you like that where you had some – any? Any big ones, any aha moments that really shifted the game for you? Or was it just, you know, small things along the way and consistently being engaged in these different groups and advisory groups for you? Yeah, the, spending uh, some of those formative years in the middle 80s, um, mentoring hmm. was emphasized a great deal at that point. Hmm. And there were a couple of good books on mentoring, a guy by the name of Bob Beal, had written a book. It doesn't matter that it's Bob Beal, but that was a book that I uh, glommed onto. Mm. But sometimes you can find formal mentor programs. Other times you can have informal mentor programs because anytime you're engaged with someone or mm-hmm. listening or reading from someone who has experience that you don't, if we're listening and learning or as opposed to if we've already made up our mind, I'm not listening. Right. It, it's just looking at ways in mm. which you can... Um, you know, garner sure. insights from somebody else. So it was that that mentoring big. idea early that really made a big difference. Wow. And then f- looking for groups. And yeah. we've talked about uh, some of the uh, uh, business owners groups that have grabbed on to mm-hmm. um, that it, it's just so important. I'm looking for someone outside of mm. my field of expertise, a different, some, use the term paradigm, someone that comes at us with a different paradigm. Mm-hmm. And also that you're still sourcing it enough to make sure that it's 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 a healthy perspective. But sometimes it's worth asking the question: Am I missing this completely? Yeah, I'm not talking about questioning, you know, gravity or something like that, or natural law or God's law yeah. per se. But there are times in which, uh, for some reason, I think I'm really right, mm. and I need to just open my hand and say, okay, what you know, what what would it be like, or if it's done or thought about or viewed from a different perspective or just simply what if I'm wrong. Yeah. Hmm. And that that happens more than I Probably so it takes humility. <laughs> yeah. To yeah. especially the last part there about being wrong. You guys don't really like being yeah. wrong. We don't. <laughs> yeah. We don't. Yeah. 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 Well, thanks for sharing. Um is, are there any um you know, you think back on the, you know, marriage, kids, and business life. Any, any, uh, any moments that you are really proud of? Any, any, any uh, things you look back and these were these some big highlights for me along the way. Mm. Other than the three dollar lunch. <laughs> <laughs> well, the the, the well, one, maybe you're proud of that. Too? Yeah. Well, the, the, the you know, I, I'm, I'm. This is maybe a pet a pet issue with me. I'm yeah. careful using the term proud, proud mm. right? And that's it. Can get over baked oh, on my no, like right. That, yeah. But that being said, 
within the various parts of our call it life cycle, if we're talking about our formative years at home, sure. our college years, our early work years, our middle career years where we kind of do some of these other things and we're in, in that point in mode, or we're where, where I am, but just for reference, I'm 60, that doesn't matter all that much, except I should be the best 60-year-old that I can be. Sure. And so within that, it's still trying to be a steward of every day, mm. and sometimes they just blow by, you know, those <laughs> the middle of the night with the twins and who's got to, yeah, yeah, right. Sometimes it's just, or it's all-nighters for whatever reason that you have to pull for work or mm. it was finals or whatever, but it's trying to be the best that you can be where you are at that time. And, that's and, and, and there are times you have to reflect on it and say, boy, that wasn't as good as it should have been. Mm. And then you say, how do you not practice that again? Mm. On the other hand, you know, Apostle Paul says, and forgetting what's behind, press mm. toward the mark of the high calling of the Lord Jesus Christ. And mm. you say, okay, don't don't get hung up on those. Now, by the way, learn from the mistakes, learn from the errors. Mm. Um, you know, get this interaction and engagement with um, you know your ISI uh, group members and all the things that you're doing, you're reading in that, um, and also forgive yourself. Mm. Forgive yourself for the past, and forgive yourself that you didn't bat a thousand today, because we don't. Yeah, and and that part of it is, you know, I, I was in meetings yesterday and didn't bat a thousand. Mm. I was actually trying to peop- lead people in those meetings, mm. and I didn't bat a thousand. Mm. So, um, sometimes, not always, but sometimes that requires an apology, mm. and sometimes it just is, okay, we're gonna sharpen the saw and let's go let's get better. back at it again. Yeah. Get get back up and let's get better. Yeah, get, get, let's get better today. Yeah, kind of the cycle of. Yeah, get a little better, get a little worse, <laughs> get a little better, learn from it, and you know, have don't be afraid to make some mistakes along the way because they're getting, they're bound to happen. Yeah, Nick, I didn't intend to mention this one, but there's a there's a there's a radio program that was on Moody Radio mm-hmm. two Sundays ago. Erwin Lutzer runs this great program. He's the pastor of Moody Church, and his mm-hmm. whole theme is running to win. Running to win. Hmm. But the message is on losing. Hmm. And sometimes it is, but the the losing, it, what it comes as a measure, what some people look at it losing, it's still winning. How did you handle that? By the way, there are some folks that are in Northern California that lost last night. Mm. They lost the championship. <laughs> or the folks in Boston who lost the hockey match in St. Louis the other night, yep. right? And there are people who feel like they've lost. Those aren't actually, they shouldn't affect us forever. But sure. there are wins and losses in life, and there are some times in which the measure is still handling those difficult circumstances with the proper grace and the way in which we mm. deal with those. And th- that was one of the most powerful. I mean, it might not hit anyone yeah. that's listening to us right now if they sure. looked it up. Mm. But boy, it just hit me exactly where I was. That's when one of those times we have a divine appointment. Mm. I just happened to turn on the radio. I was in my car, and I go, man, mm. that that was hit. just hitting that dial was for me. That was it. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. Cool. Well, I would definitely check that out. I like that. Um, what about you've, you've talked about a couple of different books so I'll, I think we can put those in some of the show notes for people sure. some of the Ron Blue and other ones you've mentioned but any um, habits any like habits that you have that when you that you must do that you feel like you have to do you know on a regular basis or you kind of feel like you maybe drift a little bit off of your best game you're batting a thousand is there any habits that you found instrumental in your own life Historically, over time, you know, people will talk about having quiet moments. You know, some people re- reference it as quiet time, right? Sure. And doing that very regularly, daily, when, and do it at a at a best time, mm-hmm. and figure that out. Mm. Um, 
quite often that is just a, a morning, you know, I, I, just to use a simple one, sure. many times I just use Bible Gateway and the verse of the day. Sure. Yeah. You know, just an example. Yeah. Um, but then that, that's sure. a, just a daily, daily idea. Mm. Um, then quite often I have a weekly where I like Saturday morning. I still end up waking up Saturday morning at about the same time I wake up Monday, Monday through Friday, Friday <laughs> yeah. which is about 5.30. Yeah. Sometimes it, it drifts a little bit. Because I don't, I do set an alarm with precision on Monday through Friday, hmm. but on Saturday I let it. But I still end up typically before seven, and I'm then I, st- it, yeah. and then I still have a, I have a stand-up desk, and I still go through a routine of review hmm. the week and think about the next week hmm. in terms of what's going on. That's and a Saturday morning thing. Saturday morning thing, and then then uh, it, it's going through that on a monthly basis. I usually try to pull away once a month, and I do that through some groups. Hmm. And a couple cases, I can do that twice a month. Mm-hmm. And then I have a quarterly review. So it, it, it builds in, and it almost is this, it's a, it's a pause. Sometimes it becomes a little longer pause, and you just say, okay, reflect. What's going on? What do you do? How mm-hmm. do you do it better? So you're just yeah. constant improvement. Just a discipline. Yeah. It's a discipline. And I, and I just tend to be a like that it works yeah. for me what is that um there, like there's that. a there's a guy pink who writes a thing on time mm. too what's the, and and that, that had whole references on what time is best for you mm. some might have it and it's the early morning it might be you know take that break at the lunch hour mm. could be you get your second wind or you're a, a night yeah, owl yeah. and it's just picking that time to figure that out and make that a time where you invest in yourself or invest in your relationships, yeah, and and do that with some discipline, and uh, and guard that. Sounds like you're pretty rigorous about that. <laughs> without that, you would be maybe not as focused or just kind of drifting throughout the the week or the month or the quarter. As it's become doing. a life habit. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I actually, in some ways, I don't think about yeah. it that much because it's just one in which. Yeah, I don't want it to be a rut. It's just automatic. It's yeah. a group. It's a it's just a positive group. Yeah, right? oh, that's awesome. Yeah. And then, do you, are you setting goals? when you're doing those like weekly, monthly, or quarterly, you know, zoom outs? Um, I call them loose and tight. Loose and There's tight. Loose and tight. And hmm. it's an old, um, it's an old um, Tom Peters phrase where you, uh, it, it's kind of um, simultaneous loose tight principles. Some that you say are must haves and some are things that you set out there because there are good reasons why this could change. Hmm. Um, some people say in a, in a, Christian worldview sense is you write your plans in pencil because God has a way of changing. He is the one who should direct our path. So there are good reasons to have plans and some really clear goals. We're we're talking about financial financial issues, Um, paying off our mortgage at some point and getting out of debt or, you know, stuff like, you know, things that are short-term goals, getting the car paid for or whatever, all these little things that are short and long, Mm. but those can be very good. But Mm. some of those you'll say, hey, some things if they, if they, um, extend a month or two is at the end of the world right um you know we don't hit that perfectly something you know you got to pay your taxes by april 15th or you got a problem yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah they're tight some tight yeah, ones some are tighter. Yeah. yeah some are tighter than others do gotcha. you know which one those are which ones are those priorities hey you you, you make this commitment to your wife wow. what do you do you deliver mm-hmm. right yeah that's yeah. not a loose one yeah you, <laughs> it's you, a tight one <laughs> you, it, and you want you 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 want with each other you want absolute trust yeah. and you earn that trust and you reaffirm that for years hmm. right I like that 
loose and tight. I like yeah, who was the author that you? I, I, I'm, I'm, let's see. Now I'm going. I think it, it was Tom Peters. Tom it, Peters. That's from that's from In Search. It was In Search of Excellence, or it, it, it could have been in frankly Thriving in Chaos. Hmm. But it's one of those two books. But it's a, it's a Tom Peters, and it's it's one of those principles that you know you, you get 30 years ago. Yeah, and it's timeless. simultaneous loose tight principles. Hmm. And he was applying it to organizations. I'm applying it to personal people. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so running mu- life. Must-haves and some directives that God may adjust yeah. along the way. Oh, that's a pretty powerful principle. Excited to learn more. <laughs> well, the, or, or, or you get this. You, you're expecting twins. It mm-hmm. changes some of your Loose planning. Thing. <laughs> yeah, it changes your plan. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. You've got to stay flexible. Yep. Yeah. 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 It's, that's, it's nice that you're doing that regularly so you can stay and adapt to the situation, you know. But I like that. A lot of people talk about that transitions and uh, how well you transition and how well you're, you know, constantly adjusting your plan. Uh, so I, I appreciate that. Um, what about a life, any life verse? Is there one verse that you like, you know, have tattooed? <laughs> yeah. Let's <laughs> yeah. a tattoo guy. But yeah. any, any verse that really that has been like a cornerstone for your life or? Probably more than any Romans 12, 1 and 2. Mm. You, the reference, you know, uh, I, I beg you, brothers, by the mercies of God, present your bodies as a living sacrifice, wholly mm. acceptable unto God, which is your reasonable mm. service. Mm. And be not conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind that you may prove that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. Mm. And that was taught when I was a teenager. Wow. But I know it in a couple of different versions sure. now, you know, and, and over time you do... You, you know, the, this is this is for us today. Sure. You know, the, that uh, Romans 12, 2, don't let the world cram you into its mold. Mm-hmm. You know, because the, the world at various times wants you to be this way. Yeah. And Your then, boss back in 85, you know? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, that, yeah, the, yeah the boss who said, debt is my future. Yeah. Yeah, that sounds very unattractive. Right. Yeah. Awesome. Or overly indebted, right? It would be terribly unattractive. Sure. Yeah. No, I appreciate that. That's a great one. Well, this has been um, extremely uh, interesting, and I'm really thankful for the investment uh, you made to come and speak at ISI and to follow up and do this conversation. And I know whoever's listening will will get a lot of nuggets of wisdom, uh, life, finance, however they interpret this. So thank you for the investment in in, uh, ISI and the guys and anybody else who's listening. And uh, appreciate it. Uh, would you be willing to close us in a word of prayer? Oh, you bet. Okay. Thanks, Nick. Awesome. Uh, Dilward, thank you for this time. Just the privilege to talk about the many ways in which you work in our lives and bless us. Um, thank you for just the reminder of uh, unless you build a house, if you, unless you're involved in our activities and things, we labor in vain. Um, we don't want to do that. Uh, we want to honor you, and we thank you for just the privilege of being able to do that. Thank you for Nick, and thank you for all that are investing in this uh, whole process with each other and uh, with those who are listening. Um, Lord, we love you and uh, thank you for your son Jesus and his name we pray. Amen. Amen.